Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Yeah! What up, what up? Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name's Nick Ingvall. Got the whole crew with me. Row it, Robbie, Mike. Gonna do a little mid-year recap. What's good, fellas? How you guys doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. Like, zero sneaker related. Just taught my seven-year-old how to swim, so I'm on cloud nine right now. So, it was awesome. <laughs> nice. What happened, Mike? You broke up a little. Oh, no. So I taught my seven-year-old how to swim today. So that was awesome. I was like, don't need any shoes for that. That was, that was perfect. As a 33-year-old that can't swim, I'm already jealous. So good I'm job. I'm taking a class list right now. So you want to jump on in and we'll get you a Zoom class? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I may get in there when a baby girl makes an appearance. But other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm like, that's the one thing I have in common with Michael Jordan. We have hydrophobia in a sense. Well, if you let me do anything in life, I am a former water safety instructor yes. and lifelong swimmer. I have taught many baby and me classes. I've even taught a couple of those baby and me classes where the, the parent also needs help. So I am here to reassure you and to help you get those skills. The last thing you want is if what if baby girl runs into a lake when she's two and like you can't go Damn chase man. after her. So I will help you get there. It'll be my life pleasure. To slowly Can I endorse you on LinkedIn? You <laughs> Indoors. With TLC. Because it's a very delicate. Some people think, oh, you can just throw your kid in the pool. It's like, no. Um, it's, very you don't really process. do that. Uh, now, I will say this. One of the hidden joys of being on this podcast is peeling back the onions of all my co-hosts. And this is probably, for me, one of the highlights of the half year is peeling back this particular Shrek-like onion and discovering that Robbie is the spiritual successor and the heir to Arthur Curry's Aquaman. So. so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll go into that whole another time. I'm good. I'm hotter than a witch's tit. Like, I almost did this episode straight up shirtless. Um, a witch's tit is somewhere between uh, 42 degrees Celsius and whatever the Fahrenheit is. <laughs> It's also a close cousin to being hotter than a whore in a church, right? Because she's sweating so much. So there you go. So a but not all witches are whores and not all whores are witches. So. I almost did not it one in the like, same. naked. I almost did it half naked. But um, full disclosure, my, my rocking has been this black and blue foot. <laughs> so, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> your, your boy's not looking as tightest. So I was like, oh, I don't want to be a – on camera shirtless i haven't literally wa i haven't done more than like a slow walk in seven days now going on seven days so i've been rocking the blackfoot and i'm feeling flabby and i'm hot so 
not feeling great, but we're here. We're living. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Nick? Hey, right. man, I'm I'm good. I, w- I was saying before we started recording, you know, like I, I got to be thankful for 108 degrees down here in Sacramento now that these guys are dealing with like 116 up north. So, I don't man. know how y'all get that hot. I didn't think it got that hot out there. I mean, I, I live in 100 degree weather. Imagine wearing a boot up to your a boot up to your knee in that heat. It's not fun. Yeah, I think Robbie was tempting fate with his Robbie Closet weekly series because there's so much heat that's percolating from that one particular house on this side of Portland. But yeah, this is <laughs> India hot, is what I told Nick right before, and this is why my folks immigrated to this country. So the dream, the American dream that we were promised, is now dead because goddamn global <laughs> warming. But it. that's another story for yeah. another story. They're real mad right now. Yeah. All right. So what are you guys rocking? What are you guys copping lately? Um, so my, my rocking and copping here. So I guess rocking, I just have to say, I got to bring these two bad boys out because, I mean, just got sent over not too long ago. So I got the Nerf Omnis and then you got the, the Power Ranger, the Megazord question. So these, uh, I, I've worn these once so far and it's only been like a day, but uh, those are my, my rockings. Shout out to Reebok for sending those over. And, uh, Coppin? Honestly, guys, I I have no clue what I, I – there's nothing out there that's been really, like, piquing my interest lately. Uh, I think I saw a picture of Rowett's – his KD. You know, it was that KD, that dream colorway. And once I saw KD yeah. playing, I'm like, man, these are actually pretty pretty slick. So those are – if I had to say something I'm interested in, it would be those. But other than that, nothing really, nothing really out there right now. All right. I already shared what I'm rocking, so row it. You, yeah. you go for it, baby. <laughs> now, uh, I want to be a spiritual brethren to my man over there, rocking the Mamba mentality, black and blue colorway, Robbie. So I also did not wear any shoes today, but I'm not brave <laughs> enough to put my feet on camera because I don't know what our viewers are into. And in the interest of retaining as many of these viewers as we can, let your imagination do the uh, thinking there. But what I'm copying <laughs> was I. I shamed myself into putting in a bid on a website that shall not be named that rhymes with BlockX and <laughs> the Nike Dunk Golfs. There was a bid that was made oh. and there was a bid that was accepted. So we're hoping to see if we can follow through with that. If not, uh, the aforementioned Kobe 5 for PJ Tucker, like there was a new Kobe 5 colorway that was kind of light green and purple. That is fantastic. Like whoever's doing the PJ Tucker player editions – kudos to you sir or madam you are taking the ball and you're running with it in a way that i don't think we've ever seen a role player get so good for you <laughs> before we throw it to nick let me just say on on, on the coppin scent since on the coppin front since Rowett brought up StockX, i sold my clay green jordan one because i was like i'm never going to wear these they're gorgeous but i'm never going to wear them i sold them for 700 got to StockX for verification I accidentally didn't put in the clay green laces no, and didn't. the white laces, and they sent it back. Uh, and I was no. like, you son of a... And I mean, of you threes, quick question. If those shoes only came with black laces, are you sending it back? Or he's like, fuck it, I want these shoes. I'm not changing the laces. Black laces, that, like stock laces yeah. on Jordan 1s would I leave on them, so... Yeah, I mean, I don't think most people have that. I mean, even if that's the case, they're going to buy laces. Like, who's checking for authentic laces in a sense? Bro, Yep. And so because I was going to use that money, I was going to buy the 15 pounds of short rib I'm using for the 4th of July. And I was going to use the other half. I want the G-Dragon Air Force Ones in white so bad. I love that shoe. 
Um, I have a trip to Hawaii coming up. Your boy won't be here for a whole week in September. Hey. Um, nice. And I want to wear those shoes. I want to like beat the hell out of them. I want to go like hiking, hiking in them. I want to watch them peel. I want to have a really good time in those G Dragons. So I would love to not buy them off of StockX. Nobody in the Discord had them. So if you have a size 12 G Dragons and either black or white, I prefer the white. Get at me. I want them. I will have them in the next month probably. But that's definitely going to be on my radar for the next hot minute. I also want those or the Eric Manuel questions. I think those would be really fun to just beat the hell out of on a hike and stuff. But they're a little bit higher. I like the white and pink look in Hawaii. I think it'd be cool. But um, G-Dragons for sure. Eventually. Well, speaking of uh, lace swaps and and laces and uh, my uh, latest pickup. Hey, Magnus Walker. Fully loaded? Is that the Herbie fully loaded shoe? Yeah, that's that Lindsay Lohan, right? Or is that like the icy bear dunk? Well, it's funny. So, so oh, here. So, I think I showed this before on the on the on the episode. But there's a little. Uh, that's Ma- Magnus's car. So, if you know, if you want to know where the that's, idea for this whole thing came from, that's so but, great. Um, I've actually got like pictures of my nephew with with him at at the racetrack from a few years back too. So, um. I'm super stoked because, like, I, I, honestly, like, I haven't hit on so long on anything. But, I mean, I think the last thing I hit on was the mochas for Robbie. But, like, other than that, I can't remember. The, like, the last shoe that I bought from Nike, like, as far as sneakers go, is probably, like, a Fear of God Skylon 2 or something. It's been, like, maybe, like, the the black and red uh, playoff 4s or whatever, black and red 4s. But so anyway, so, yeah, like it's been a long time. Um, so that's my pickup. I'm pretty stoked. I was actually kind of curious, like what you guys think, because so it comes with blue laces and red laces, right? Kind Ooh. of like this, you know, the, the red is good because it matches the, the shoes pretty perfectly. But mm-hmm. it also comes with like white SB laces. No. And the, I... I actually like the way the SB laces look, I think, but I haven't, I just can't decide. Do that. So like red, Do the white, mismatch. or blue. The mismatch? mismatch it. It looks so good having yes. both. All right. Yes. Yeah, I, I say both. Best. And you can already see, I, I already, I already wore them to the sneaker, the, the Bay good. Area meetup for I'm the community. Glad so you did. <laughs> put them on first okay. thing. Um, I was going to say, Nate, could we get a quick re- recap? Because apparently love was in the air and said meetup. Oh, oh yeah. It was <laughs> great. So, uh, so we had, uh, you know, f- let's see, four, five people at the meetup from the Discord community. Um, you know, it's it's still new, like getting out and being social is a new thing considering the pandemic and all that stuff. But uh, the kids were along for the ride this time. So we had, uh, I don't, I don't want to drop any names because I don't want anybody like publicly, you know, yeah. out there to our audience that wouldn't want this out there. But uh, I will say that uh, if you have a kid, and bring them to a sneaker history meetup, they might find their lost soulmate. Who? Let's you? Go. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so Todd and Keith from the Discord uh, both both brought their kids, and, uh, you know, by the end of five minutes, I get what they you're were saying now. I basically get madly in love. Okay, I get uh, it. But, Dude, but, they both you know. were rocking the heat, by the way. I saw the shoes that those two kids yeah. had on. I was like, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. 
it was, it was, it was really cute though. It was, it was, it was a good time. I mean, it was cool to kind of get to finally meet some people in person and looking forward to doing more of that. I mean, we were already talking about trying to do something out in Denver later this year with some of the guys. Cause you know, we've got a handful of people out there that, that would be down to do a meetup. And I think too, like by the time we all get more comfortable being out and about and everybody's, you know, more and more people are vaccinated. Like we'll get to a point where, you know, we'll, we'll be able to get a decent amount of people. Like we've, we've already been talking about what the next Bay area one would be. And, and, you know, obviously there's a couple of people trying to organize a, a Los Angeles one, which I'll definitely drive down for. So if you don't already know, or if you haven't caught on, you should definitely check out our discord, uh, patreon.com slash sneaker history. It'll get you into that. But yeah. So when y'all coming to Texas, no, that's, that's awesome. here. I need somebody. When y'all coming down to Houston, all right, we get. I meet. Hey, well, you got you, you. So so yeah, interestingly enough, me, me you got yeah, you got Travis down there. I know we've got um. So one of the guys here, Rodney, is actually going to be moving down to Austin. So I'm going to yep. be down there in yep. Austin later this year for the races too. So maybe we could do something around that. Was it October? Uh, Formula One race? Yeah. Yep. Yep. October twenty second and the twenty third, right? If I remember. Yeah, correctly. yeah. It's actually my nephew's uh, first birthday, so. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Nice, nice. Yeah, let's put that My 34th. But. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as far as uh, as far as copping, uh, the only thing that actually caught my eye the last few days was the uh, New Balance 1500s, like the new made in the UK ones are like black with a little bit of mint and a little bit of like kind of aqua green on them. Um, I, I, I love that shoe. It's kind of weird because Stephen Smith, who we should definitely have on the podcast at some point, He's designed so many of the shoes that I like. It's almost like it's it's almost like weird, like how my favorite silhouettes from the brands all, are always, you know, like shoes that he has designed. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's actually kind of an interesting one. I don't want to go too deep into it, but like the shape of the shoes we should talk about down the road, because uh, the, the the shape of that particular 1500 won't be popular with like the, the like the OG new balance people because they like a more pointed toe and i actually like it a little bit more flat so um i could see these sitting and uh, it'll probably be a couple months before i try to get them but i'm i'm sure they'll be on sale too yeah their prices go whoop, perfect <laughs> yep but all right so i'm gonna just sit back and toss it to Roic because because this uh this episode is kind of his brainchild in a sense we did it before it seemed to go over pretty well with just uh a quarterly update, but yeah. Yep. Uh, thanks, Nick. Uh, we are going to do the second quarterly sneaker history retrospective for those of us in the IT fields that follow the agile methodology. This is something we do after every sprint. For us, our sprints are roughly three months and it's a simple format. I give these guys three questions, let them speak as long as they want on each thing. Nobody is going to hopefully cut anybody off. And we just kind of pour our hearts out in the last quarter. And those three questions specifically are, what did we enjoy in the last quarter, or in this case, the last half of the year? What is something we didn't like? And then lastly, what is something we hope for in the final half or the next quarter of the year? So that being said, who wants to go first? I'll go. What oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Robbie. You know what? I, I, will, I will go to Robbie because he's promised me swim lessons and there's <laughs> no greater it. gift. <laughs> first, though. The first one will be, what is something you loved in the first half of this year, or even just something in this second quarter, whatever you want to talk about that made you have a brighter day when it comes to the world of sneakers? Man, so this might be 
a hot take, especially from my fellow jaded sneakerheads. But I've been happy with all the dunk releases. Looks around awkwardly. I mean, so it's also going to be part of my thing I didn't like about the year. Because, Nick, I'm so happy you have those shoes. I think they're ugly as fuck. And they're not for me. There's been so many SB releases that are just not for me. And that's totally cool because not every shoe is for every person. I'm stoked you got them. People need to care less about shoes, I think. Like, not everybody needs to love every shoe. Not everybody needs to cop everything. It's okay to be like, that's not for me. I'm going to wait out and I'm going to get the one, two releases down the road. But I'm just really happy to see, like, the Hyper Cobalts and like the Seric, all these different really simple dunks because more and more my style is geared towards that type of shoe and my everyday wear. I like to go ride my bikes with like my dunks or my Jordan ones. It's like a very clean aesthetic looking down. I, I, I'm happy watching the shoes go round and round. I'm enjoying them. It makes me happy. It kind of sucks how a lot of the time people can't get them. But if you put in a little bit of effort, Nike's been doing a lot better with like the geo releases, like for your regional city area, they release on Saturday on sneakers on like Wednesday or Thursday, you get a sneakers notification saying, Hey, your local area might have these. A lot of shops are stocking them. So it is difficult because a lot of people want them. But if you have friends or you just put a little bit of effort in, you can get some really great shoes and I think it's what made the dunk ultimately so transcendent because it can be something so specialized like the dunks Nick has. It could be something so big and hyped like a Jeff Staple pigeon, yet it could be something ceremonial like a be true to your school pack that's re-releasing for like the fifth or sixth time. And somebody like myself who's always just liked the look of those shoes and has never had the chance to buy them. I think I just I did the head count. I have four of the be true to your school dunks just in the past year. And it's like, damn, I always wanted all those. And I have a great time wearing them. Like I've worn all of them except for one. So I don't think it's high top white and green season right now in summer. So I'm just holding off. But for the most part, I'm just loving the wares. They're really fun. Um, so that's been really good thing. People have been saying the dunk's gonna die. They're they're over it. I totally get it. But I think those are people that aren't getting the product or people that only get the product to flip it because they're seeing their profits go down or they're seeing, you know, sneaker blocks talking about them less. But if you go and lace them up and go do some shit in your shoes, they're a lot of fun. So yes. go wear them. Yeah. Mike, you want to go next? Yeah, That's right? a pretty I tough like, act dang, to follow. I don't know if I can follow that. Um, <laughs> yes, you can. I guess – the good thing I've seen this year is going to be almost more self-contained to us as in sneaker history, and that's going to be um, really the, like the Discord. I feel like I, it's being able to have the like conversation about oh, going to going to you guys, going to the guys in the group. It's like, hey, I'm thinking about buying these. Let's have an honest conversation. It's no one just gassing you up to go buy this. Uh, like I was looking at the fragment dunks. Robbie literally said. Those are actual trash. So, but I get both sides of the argument. It's it's one of those things. It's like I'm not just getting people saying, "Oh yeah, I should buy it for the hype and this." So, I think 
and it sounds silly because it's just buying shoes, but it's like nice to have that kind of sounding board of someone who can, someone who has it, someone can talk to it, but it's not going through, it's just going through like, oh look, this Instagram is like this person got a gazillion likes, and it's just because of the type of shoe. No one's talking about it, so be able to have a like conversation before actually, because we can't again, we're not going to find these things in stores unless you're Nick who wins those those nice SB raffles, but. uh a lot of stuff's not in stores, so being able to, to talk to our, our group of people, our, our community, is really nice to, like, like I said, just make an informed decision about buying. And also, uh, just seeing the, the group really kind of start to congregate with each other in person. So I think that's, that's really awesome. Um, I think that's, that's a big thing. It's a big step for, for us as a, you know, our platform and you know, really getting out there and being able to talk to, to more people in person. So I think those are, those are good things. Yeah, I, I have to I have to say that's probably <clears throat> that's probably my favorite thing. I mean, it's by far my favorite thing so far this year. But but just to take that a, a step further, I think what I really am appreciating about what the Discord community has become is that it's so much more than sneakers. We have you know we have all these people looking out for each other. You know, I mean, there's almost every other day somebody's grabbing a pair of shoes for somebody else. It seems like. And I love that. Like that was one of like my biggest hopes for creating this community. Right. But like the thing that I'm really excited about seeing now is like when you log on and you see, you know, people talking about football kits and you log on and you see like a whole conversation going on about fitteds and a whole conversation going on about cars or whatever it is. Right. Like gaming is popping for a little bit there, like all the different aspects of what we all kind of do and live it ha- are are finally kind of growing into their own little like ways or worlds right within the community because i think part of that too like to mike's point about like being able to get together now it's like now you get to take that a step further right you're gonna have uh you know i mean i'm already talking about doing a, a cars and coffee with some of the guys in the discord in you know in the bay area right and um and you know i would assume that i'm going to try to do the same thing you know like we're hoping to be up in portland uh, in a, in a few weeks potentially. So, um, you know, like that kind of stuff is just like, it's like layering on the, the, the passion for me of like all these different things that I like. And then it's introducing me to new things too, right? Like I'm not into everything that the discord has to offer, but I'm learning so much about all these other things. Right. And, and even now, right. Like with the meetups, you're, you're getting to see like, you know, people inviting people over and people going and like saying, Hey, we're going to be doing this. And Hey, I'm going to be out here doing this and just like actually connecting with people. And I think it's because we just had the first meetup, you know, down in San Jose, it's almost surreal to, to kind of see the potential for this. Right. Because I think it's something that's completely different than what anybody else offers. And it's so much more than just like, Hey, we're the, we're the big business or, or we're the cool, you know, app that people are talking about, you know, or, or, you know, we're just like this massive platform, massive media company. And like, you know, that's great. Like those things all serve a a huge purpose, right? We all consume that content. We all support those people. But at the same time, like I'm looking for more like meaningful connections and the discord community around the sneaker history discord community has has basically you know become that for me so awesome 
does anybody have anything else that they want to add before we go so to the next question, which is around something you guys disliked? No? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, let's go ahead and be the negative Nancys that I know sometimes we like to partake in, and we'll switch the order around. So, negative Nancy, Nick Engvall, I'm sorry, but the alliteration has got you as the number one overall pick for this round of questioning. So, what's something you did not like? Uh, I think the I think the biggest thing that has been frustrating, you know, I don't care to buy every shoe the way, you know, Robbie mentioned about like the dunks, right? People seem to be up so upset that they're like dunks are dead, right? Because mm-hmm. resale is dead and all this stuff. And like, I don't think it, it matters if you have every shoe or a ton of shoes or just one pair of shoes that you love the shit out of, right? Like it, it's all the same to me. But I think one of the most frustrating things about all of sneakers, but even like within the design stuff is kind of just seeing the copying and pasting of everything, right? Like I look at, you know, the Virgil Abloh, Louis Vuitton Air Force Ones, right? I have nothing against Virgil. I actually think what he does is is incredible, not because of the designs that he makes, but because of how far he pushes convention and how far he takes it with average consumers. But it's also super disappointing to see someone like that go and make what looks like a knockoff Air Force One when, you know, if if we're being honest, you know, Dapper Dan was doing that in the 90s and the 80s and 90s in New York. And if anything, I would think that you would want to kind of, you know, connect those dots, right? As someone who as someone who has the opportunity to connect those dots. And I think that it's not just Virgil, right? It's, it's, it's all of the stuff that's been going on and, you know, seeing Jordan brand finally patent the, the air Jordan one. Right. And you're going to start seeing them go after some of these customizers who like remove the solution, put on something new and like call it a day. And I don't have anything against the hustle or even like, I mean, some of the stuff that came out, like the colorways were super dope and I actually like them, but I also just think that that's the easy way to do it, right? Like if you're a creative person, like if, if you're Virgil Abloh and you work at Louis Vuitton and at Nike, what's the easiest thing you can do? Take the Louis Vuitton Brown, the monogram, throw it on an air force one. And that's like the frustrating part to me where I think like with, with, you know, on the customizer side, those guys still are, you know, they're doing that same kind of thing. Right. And, and I almost, you know, I don't know if it's, if it's Virgil necessarily, but it's just like the nature of everything right now with the internet. It's like, you know, everything is just like, Oh, that was cool. I'm going to do it in my way, but like not do it very much differently. Right. I put quotation marks on my air. Like, so that's different. And it's, it's not right. Like let's, let's like push each other to, to get more creative, like think further away from so the here's monetary and like the capitalist conversion of what sneakers has become. It's because made, shoes like that aren't for sneakerheads. Like they don't need to nod to anybody who knows the history of who's been customizing air force ones. Funny. You even say that because in Seattle, I saw a girl, she must've been like 18, like 16 to 18 high schooler. And she had Louis Vuitton Air Force One customs, and she and they were kind of beat. But she's yeah, she's like having a good time rocking them. But it's like nice. they don't need to draw those connections. The same way oh, he can rip off was like the Ava 
basketball shoe earlier. Like, you don't need to connect the dots because it's not for us. It's for people oh, have you? who, yeah. like, so much is sport. I and mean, this is a whole other street, like, streetwear conversation. But, like, a lot of, like, all the designer streetwear stuff, like the 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 Travis Scott, uh, was it Travis Scott Dior stuff? Like, that's not for Travis Scott fans. That's for people who are in their 40s who want to feel cool me, and who want to connect to their kids yeah. in high school. And can afford a four thousand dollar jacket. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I could probably buy a four thousand dollar jacket. Would it be one of the more stupid fucking things I do? Yes. So it's like that's not for fans of Travis Scott like myself or somebody who owns a pair of Travis Scott ones. Like all this designer stuff. It's it's not for it's not for us. And it, I guess it's less about like. I, I don't care that it's for for sneakerheads or not, right? It's more like, what is that going to do for the future, right? Now you have a bunch of customizers looking at Virgil saying, all I got to do is is recreate some, like, copy and paste, you know, thing, and, and I can be a, quote, designer, right? And I use quotes in honor of Virgil himself. Like, nice. Designer. <laughs> you know, like, that, that's that's, like, by far the worst thing about sneakers right now is that we're not... We're not seeing people push the envelope, right? And I would even take that a step further, I guess, and say like we we're not seeing very much creativity on like the on the colorway side, right? There's a lot of this like you know, hey, this worked before, let's just do it again, right? You know, do we really need shattered backboard 4.0s, shattered right. backboard lows? Like, don't get me wrong, I think a, a shattered backboard low or a, or a dunk in that colorway would be super dope. I'd love to have a pair, but I'd also rather see somebody come up with something that's more unique and say, Hey, tell a different story, right? Like Michael Jordan did a billion things, drove Corvettes and Ferraris was in commercials. Like there's so many ways you could twist colors into stories that, but we just keep seeing like the repetitiveness and it's across most of the brands. It's not, you know, it's, it's kind of like easy, right? Oh, well, I'm going to, you know, call this a slightly, you know, it's like, I feel like I look at the easy 350 that comes out and it's like, I don't know the difference between this one, the one that you released last month, the month before, the one from five years ago, but you put a different V in the description, in the name, right? It's like, that just, it just, just doesn't seem inspired to me, I well, guess. I mean, when you look at, if we're talking about, you know, kind of give kudos to brands who are, you know, at least taking a little bit more initiative when it comes to their collaborations, I would have to say both Adidas and Reebok are really do a little bit more than you see some of the other brands will because they will tell more of a story. Like, although because I'm more of a kid at heart, like the Lego stuff that Adidas did, very, you know, a fan of that. Um, the the Power Ranger stuff, the Nerf stuff we just got, those are all things that I think they just took an extra step telling the story, not giving us just kind of a really safe colorway, but they took elements of wherever it was and put it on these particular sneakers as opposed to, oh, let's just add Cactus Jack on the back or let's add a – everything – Literally, with a collaboration now, it is let's add a stash pocket, call it collaboration. It is kind of like it's getting repetitive. We're not getting anything. So, do you think creative. that's just because it's safe? Heck yeah, they want to. They, they found out what worked. It's like a, it's almost like a focus group. They put our, they put all these kids or, or all these cool sneakerheads, wh whoever it was, they put them in a room, put a stash pocket, made it olive, made it sell. Everyone loved it. They're like, let's pump these suckers out as much as possible. And it, think about it. Everything is has those elements at this point. Olive green, sale, maybe mustard yellow, brown. It, it's those 
they they use the Yeezy color palette and then added the the Nike to it or the X Y Z you know pick a brand to it. And it, it just I know those things are just fads. It's like the, those trends will will burn out without something new later. But this one just seems to be way more predominant, and more in front of us than I've seen because typically trends are really okay. Here's like a year shelf life. We're gonna move on, but. If I see one more dang brown shoe from Travis Scott, I don't like the Travis Scott shoes. Only one I can probably stand is going to be the Jordan 1 Low. Those are absolutely terrible shoes. I don't care who flames me in this, but Travis Scott is literally the most like overrated collaboration I've ever seen in my life. And I'll leave it at that. It's rated for sure. It goes both <laughs> ways. See, like... I've bought in, but also I'm over it too. So it's like, okay, I didn't get only Travis Scott's I have are the sixes. Like I didn't hit on any of the other ones. Yeah. The prices are stupid on all of them. I'm not going to pay a thousand dollars for any Travis Scott shoe. So in that sense, they are overrated because they don't they don't entice but me even when they're. You didn't lose your expensive. mind if you didn't get them. That's the thing. Like there are people out there selling their whole collections to get this one shoe. Like when this fragment Travis Scott comes out, I will say. The colorway, I actually like it. I like the idea that they took from the, I guess, the unreleased Jordan 1 from back in the day. But all I did was slap Captain Jack and the little lightning bolts on it. And this is going to be just a crap show. I, I, I don't want to – I think I want to turn Twitter off for that, that weekend or at least the seven days up to it because it's just going to be absolute nonsense, I feel like. So, so – go ahead. No, just, I just want to – I'll pass it back to you, Nick. But you said like shoes, like we're not taking risks – or like you know being safer, like really brands not like doing a lot of the same stuff. The Adidas Future Natural, the next level, the 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 sock like laceless thing. I slid those on, and I was like, "This is the coolest feeling. This is such a great shoe. I love it. This is fantastic." And then I thought, "Damn, they've been doing this for like three, four years now." But like, it's such a cool, good idea that's unlike everything else on the basketball shoe market. But it's like they innovated once, and it's not just Adidas. Like you innovate once, it's like all right, sweet, we got the we got the Air Max ninety, or we got the next level. All right, let's let's just fucking roll this out. Next level high, next level low, next level future natural, next level Porzingis PEs. Like next level is like everything you can, and it's like does it deteriorate from the shoe being great? It's full length boost. It feels super good, but like at the end of the day. That was an idea a couple of years ago. Like, where's the next like future natural? The future future. You know, where's the next next level? Yeah, because like, yeah. beat a dead horse. Early two thousand stuff always had a different feel from like mid two thousands and then late two thousands. Now I kind of feel like it's all been since like two thousand ten. They're like, all right, we found out lightweight performance works with Zoom Air. Uh, let's put some like Flywire in there. Let's put some like you know, there's a formula, and it's like, man, they got to break a formula. And do a whole laceless shoe or something, and I don't know. But I, I totally agree with Nick's earlier point about this lack of creativity. For sure. Overall. So I was just going to say, like, to, to, to kind of play a little bit of a devil's advocate, right? Like, tra- I'm a big Travis Scott fan. I, I'm not going to pay resale for – I mean, I there's I probably wouldn't have even paid resale for the Magnus Walker Dunks had I not got them, right? Yeah. Like, it's just not – I'm not trying to do that right now in my life. There's not shoes that – are worth paying extra for in my opinion i got i got too many good shoes and i can easily enjoy what i have mm-hmm. and i think like the the thing about him as an artist is he is very like 
Like his fans are diehard, right? Yeah. Like in a way that is, there's not really anybody that you can compare to right now. Like even Kanye is kind of like, has lost that like diehard fan base that he once had, you know, he still has a huge fan base, right? His fan base is exponentially bigger, but like, if you would have asked all four of us, if we were Kanye fans 10 years ago, it would have been yes across the board with no hesitation. If you were to ask the same question now, it's like, uh, you know, you've got to explain, like, I like some of his music, but like, you know, the shoes, blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. So I kind of think of the Travis Scott thing. And like, if, if I was, you know, or let's flip it. If, if as a teenager, or, a, you know, a 20-something, Tupac had a bunch of sneaker deals. I would have I would have rather had all of those than most of my collection, just yeah. because that's how much of a fan I am of that man. So I don't know that that's how it really is, because resale has, is obviously like a different beast now that we can't really even account for in a way. Because like some people are just like, hey, that's a quick $1,000. Why wouldn't I take it, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that if it, I don't know that there's I know what you mean, I, maybe maybe fans are that diehard for Travis Scott. No, but I think we're just it's a different air. So I, I know when I was in high school, when when Ice Creams first came out, you know, been a huge fan of Pharrell, still am. And where I lived at, there was not really there. There was none of those really big energy accounts where I can go find those cool things. It just so happened there was this foot action going out of business. I found a pair for like 20 bucks. Cool. I was like, whatever. I got twenty bucks on me. I go like beg my mom for another half, whatever it is. I I need to I need to get the shoe. But I think it, again, it was just more creative because it's something we didn't see at the time. Who? What rappers putting out a, a skate shoe? And even then, I know yeah. it, old technology, and it wasn't really something that was just like mind blowing. But I feel like it was still a risk that was taken. And I just literally, I feel like every the most. Probably creative thing that Travis Scott has coming out was probably that Air Max, uh, Air Max One. Just uh, I never seen like the colored in air bubble. It's not a pretty shoe whatsoever, but it's probably still the most creative one I've seen. And I, I mean, I don't want to hit a dead horse, like because I mean, I gotta respect the man's hustle. Like it's nothing against him or his music. His music actually is you know pretty decent. I think it's just more. I get irritated more at the fans or the, the quasi fans out there who are just trying to get the the quick flip on it or just for the status because. Oh, I got the shoe. Here it is. All right. Now, what do I do with this thing now? And I can't tell you what to do with your money. I can't, you know, you buy your shoe, do whatever you want. But I think it's been put in my face. Like when things are put in my face so much, I just get so like I'm over it. And that's just one of those things. Like, all right, cool. I've seen it way too many times. It hasn't done anything for me. I got to move on from it. No, Robbie, did you? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I I, I was just going to say, I I can understand that. I I also kind of think like, you know, the more I think about, I don't know, s- simple colorways is also kind of what, like to Robbie's point about loving to seeing all the love and seeing all the dunks, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like the Travis Scott fours, all the colorways that he's done, I think are great. Like I, I would, I would have rocked any of those colorways regardless, regardless of if it's Travis Scott shoe. Yeah. So. No, I was just going to ask Robbie, is there anything else that you want to call out? Because I mean this in the most loving way possible. You are our premier hater. Like you always see the negative side of things in a way that. (laughs) Hey, 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 hey. Thanks. I'm just kidding. No. Um, Yeah, I'll keep mine short. It's it's the fact that. um, And it's pretty much just 
just Jordan brand, like, are we not good enough for nice things? Like, there's so many cool shoes. And this is not new. There's been samples forever. But unlike back in the early or late 2000s, where I was looking at a sneaker blog retrospectively of what didn't release 10 years ago, I'm seeing what I'm not getting in real time over and over again, like <laughs> publicized to me. And it's like, ooh, you like these creative idea shoes that speak to our athletes and help to get you to know them better? Can't have this. And it's like, I get you want your athletes to have great stuff. You want them to have limited things. Makes total sense. But I'm not going to use Jason Tatum's. I wouldn't buy a Jason Tatum product if I wanted to. But Luca, <laughs> I know there's been one Luca release, but there's been so many better Luca PEs that he's worn on his feet. Yeah. Um, I can I can only really think of Jason Tatum. I'm not going to lie, and Kimball Walker. Yeah, only I'll Celtics were coming Robbie, to mind. He had the uh, Gohan like, colorway, if I remember, and that was something that the nerdy nerdy guy in me was like, "Wait, Luca likes Gohan? I'm all in on this guy." This was the final piece de resistance. Well, he did a a, a, a Gohan Hyperdunk 2016 custom a while back yeah. that he had his, done for him. But just like all of these cool PEs, where it's just like you're having a hard time. This is me guessing that you're having a hard time selling your newer non-retro products. And it's like, what's going to get somebody to like something? Uh, personality. The Kyrie stuff has, for as much as I really haven't loved the designs recently, they've had great personality stuff to draw people in from all ages, all walks of life into the shoe. So it's like, cool. Robbie doesn't particularly like it, but somebody who likes like the idealism of Kyrie or like the ideology or the the breakfast cereal square pants yeah. or cereal <laughs> yeah there's just yeah. like so many angles that he's been able to succeed and yet Jordan Brand's like oh I know a lot of you like pink lemonade Jason Tatum likes pink lemonade you don't get these pink lemonade shoes though it's like well why not though we all love that drink <laughs> I love pink lemonade give me the shoe <laughs> If you got offered pink lemonade right now, I think four out of four of us would be sure. like, yeah, sure. I'll take, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll take one. I'll take it. But you, you can't go. get those shoes. You get a black and white. I can't even tell you the 35 release colorways off the top of my head. I already forgot them all. Like I literally could not off the top of my head pull one off. I think one was like an infrared, and that's because there's always an infrared one. So it's like cool. The only one I remember but, the two really hype ones, like the Titan and the Fragments, and that's yeah, the only two I remember. They, I get it. Give your athletes great stuff. The people don't deserve everything. But, like, throw us a bone. If you're not going to give Jason Tatum a shoe, give us something that actually makes us want to get to know him better. Because, Nike, you're going to eat. People are then going to go buy jerseys, which you own the rights to. So people are going to, like, keep giving yep. you more money. If you give us stuff, we give you more stuff. Yep. Crazy. I hate that. And that's why we called upon you. That was us playing the flute and like the dragon's <laughs> or you emerge from the water. So that was a Power Ranger reference for you, Mike. Anyway, we've got limited time, so we'll just go ahead and go to the last question, which is what is something you guys hope for in the last quarter or in the upcoming quarter of the last half of the year? And this time Mike will start with you. Yeah. Um Honestly, there's not really like a, a lot of things out there. Like I don't think it will be changed over the next what six months. Honestly, I hope that when it comes to releases, 
I'm not going to even go down that road of, oh, I want to be able everyone to get it. It's not even that. I just hope that we don't have to be to, I feel like we're joining factions to be able to get shoes, whether it's this place or this place or this place or going to this website. I feel like we're having to join a faction to get shoes. And I love where we're at, where it's easy enough to just say, hey, can you guys put an entry in for me? If it wins, it wins. If not, if not, it's cool. I don't want to have to, you know, hey, you belong to this tribe now. That's when we can get shoes. So I'm, I'm hopeful because I was seeing something on someone's YouTube today. And I cannot remember for life of me. So I apologize. I, it's just been a long day. Um, but because of, I guess, you know, popular resale sites, StockX and Goat uh, doing business in Asia now, mainly in China and Hong Kong, is that because those shoes come out earlier and, and I've seen like a pretty high quantity is driving resale down a little bit. So I'm hopeful that prices just come down. It's very simple. I just don't feel like I want to do things my my independent self. I don't want, you know, I have to deal with sneaker Twitter and all. That. I just want to buy things when I want them at my own pace. So I'm hopeful that prices will start to level out. I'm not saying it's going to completely change and go back to what it was years ago, but things may be leveled out to be more manageable. So, Mike, you're more Jordan than LeBron, and you don't care for the player empowerment era of the sneaker. <laughs> nah, forget them. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no that's a really astute call out and that's something i'm kind of jealous i didn't think of so good job mike going forward i may use that anecdote and attribute it to you so nick how about you um i think i i think i'd like to see a little bit more like transparency in the sense of like, you know, the people that get to work on some of the products, um, the people that get to work with the brands. I mean, it seems like because of the pandemic, like things reeled in. So you're not getting to see like people go and, you know, be a part of events and stuff. I mean, I know that that just kind of started. I've seen a couple of things going on in New York and L.A. recently where I was like, wow, they're, they're actually going back to, you know, full on with this. Um, but I think those people behind the scenes deserve more credit. You know, there's, you know, to, to Robbie's point about colorways and stuff like that, when the successful ones hit, we don't know the person that actually said, Hey, let's do this colorway. And this colorway is uh, just crushes it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, some, sometimes you do like, sometimes you can follow somebody on Instagram and whatnot and they talk themselves up, but they talk about what they're doing. But you know, these people put in a lot of work to to make this stuff happen for the brands. And I just would love to see the brands elevate the individuals a little bit more. Right. Because <clears throat> specifically, I look at like Nike and the sneakers app and see all these people in there. And, you know, I, I, I know a lot of them. I don't know all of them, but like there's definitely there's definitely just as many people that work for Nike that deserve the kudos that some random person in some city across the U S is getting because they post Nikes all day on their Instagram account. And it's not that those people don't deserve recognition either, but it's just like, you know, like it's almost like, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about like you, you built this, you know, you built this massive cruise ship and like all you're doing is giving credit to the people that, that pay to ride the cruise ship as opposed to like, Yo, there's thousands of people that make this thing move and make it cool and make it an enjoyable experience for those other people. Um, and I know that's a tough thing for for brands to have, you know, 
I guess, confidence in their employees or whatever. I, I mean, I don't personally understand it, but I understand it as a business, like being afraid to ever put anyone as the face of a company for any amount of time. But when you're doing it for, you know, like there's literally people that will be put on and I'm just using sneakers because it's the biggest, easiest to pick on. Right. But like yeah. there's literally people in sneakers that if you go to their account the day that they're posted, they've posted another brand's shoe and you would never get that from a Nike employee. So why not elevate a Nike employee at least once in a while? You know, like there's just a lot of people that deserve a lot of credit for the work that goes on there. So. That's why I hope I will use this, uh, say I saw something on sneakers, the, I think Asian voices conversation between Leo Chang and Benjamin Tankome. One of the coolest moments was Leo bringing up the fact that two of the employees within the Nike basketball team had made a colorway, I think for the eyeball development shoe. And they were bold enough to put their names on the respective tongues of each shoe. And all, I guess all disclosure, I'm good friends with one of the people that did that. So it was really refreshing to not only see her shoe in a retail space with her name on it, but then also to your point, Nick, getting that shout out in that forum or that medium is amazing because now there's some random dude in Hoboken, bum F, Michigan that knows, oh, that's the Risa shoe or that's the Althea shoe. So. I, I yeah. agree with you. And then <laughs> last but not least, the man of the hour, Robbie, what are your hopes and dreams for the upcoming quarter and half year? I hope to find a million dollars. First and foremost, Plus. above all, I want to find one million dollars. Um, speak it into existence. Uh, mine's going to be short and easy. Um, I want to keep ingesting and enjoying good thoughtful and different sneaker content i say that because amongst us i make it pretty well known i don't watch any like i don't listen to anybody else's podcasts i'm sorry if you listen to ours and you have a sneaker podcast i love you and thank you for being here but like i get so burnt out on shoes so easily now i do not want to hear anybody else's opinion other than your three and occasionally somebody else and the past Two weeks, so I say like week and a half. I've been watching Jacques Slade's Hard Pass and just like cracking up and enjoying it and having fun with it. And I'm like, damn, like this is like the kind of stuff I want to be watching. Mm -hmm. And it makes me happy because it's like four sneakerheads made by a real sneakerhead, but with like the production value and time none of us are <laughs> capable of. So it's like when I close my eyes True. and like I fantasize. It's like Olivia Wilde and Jacques Slade. And it's like Jacques making – I'm like making great work with him. And my I have Olivia Wilde in my life. It's great. Life's <laughs> different. Um, but just like I, I, I'm enjoying that kind of like different content where it's like it's pop culture. It feels like MTV if it had like shoe stuff. But it's mostly shoes with a side of pop culture. And it's just like – I'm really enjoying that instead of like the stereotypes. I mean, no offense to anybody at complex, but just like all those shows are so just like boring to me now. It's like, Oh, it's all formulaic and shocks formulaic too, but it's a fun formula and it's, it's different funny, and it looks different every time. So it's like, do I want to watch somebody else shop for the millionth time? I sneaker shop. Fuck. Where's my show? Like, I don't need to watch anybody else. I have my own problems. I look at my <laughs> own bills. 
<laughs> like, can we do realistic <laughs> sneaker shopping, Nick? Or you just take us yeah, to different we're consignment all, stores? And we're all just like, no, I can't afford that sneaker today. shopping I can't is afford me that right pushing, now. Is me pushing pay on like a $500 pair of shoes and being like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But then like still <laughs> completing the purchase. Like, that's yeah. it. There's no glamour. Yep. So well, I'm so, enjoying the fun sneaker content. Plug yeah, the hard so pass. Shout out to uh, Jacques won't mind, but obviously, uh, you know, I'm, Jacques one of my great friends. But shout out to Juan Martinez, Easyville on all the social platforms. He's uh, he's been helping Jacques write for for Hard Pass for quite a while now, and he is easily one of the funniest people. So good, uh, yeah. He, he's he's so good. He's even he's even funnier in person. So I, I you know, if if you ever get the chance to go to a sneaker event or something and, and meet Juan, he's 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 a really good dude. So. Awesome. Uh, if there isn't anything else, we will allow, uh, we will let you, in this case, you guys being the three of you, let us know where we can find you guys. So, Robbie, where can people find you on the social medias? You can find me at R-A-H-B-E-E-702. There's a lot of other people putting good content out, too. This I've literally watched every episode Jacques put out in the past week and a half. And I don't do that with any sneaker shows, period. So it's been fun. Excellent. Mike, how about you? Nice. Yeah, of course, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789 and on YouTube at Mike Gilroy. Perfect. Yeah, you can find me at Nick Ingvall on all the platforms. Uh, more importantly, if you're listening to this, just give us a f- subscription. What Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel so we can get to uh, that thousand mark. I- I'm just trying to beat Mike because he's getting pretty close to a thousand too on his channel. So Yo, if man, you, Mike uh, has Zords on his side. We don't have that. <laughs> Yeah, I have to bring up the big uh, guns. Last... I brought my son into the last video. I'm like, look, bring a cute kid in, and you know, I just let him have the channel because <laughs> they don't see my ugly mug anymore. <laughs> yeah, see, that's oh, not yeah. even playing fair. That's why I got to be begging for subscription subscribers hey, you got a dog, over here. Bring Mika up there. Like, hey, come on, guys. <laughs> Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at Rohizi, on Instagram at rohadm 13 Thank you guys so much for these episodes. They feel very therapeutic. And let us know if you have any suggestions for the next time we do this, which will probably be in early September. Peace out. Peace. See you. Hey, everyone. This is Nick again. Before you take off, I wanted to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. We just launched our new merch, including tees, stickers, keychains, and a bunch of other pieces you can grab to show your support for the podcast. You can purchase it now through our companion site, sittingtreasure.com. You can also get access to more episodes of the podcast by joining our Discord community at patreon.com sneakerhistory. Plus, we've got a bunch of other fun things going on in the community, including trivia nights, giveaways, access to sneaker raffles from around the world, release announcements, and just, in general, good people helping good people get the sneakers they want. Plus, we're not bought by advertisers, investors, or other big money. I'm confident in saying that we are the best sneaker community for people truly passionate about sneakers. We've also teamed up with a few partners to offer our supporters access to exclusive discounts. You can find some of those in the links in the description for this episode, and even more in our Discord. Give us a try, and if you don't enjoy it, you can always cancel the membership at any time. As always, thank you for rocking with us, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, 
and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.